Welcome back, Ashy Knuckle FIFA. We got uh, some news and notes. Got UFC 266 recap. We'll talk a little bit about John Jones' wild night in Vegas. And we got a couple of fight predictions. Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dawkins. We got MVP taking on Douglas Lima for the second time. And maybe a few extras if we got time. We got a couple. Maybe have a little extra, little bonus content. But right now, we can start straight up with the UFC 266 recap. Um, once again, I'm your host, B, B. Woods. Got my man, Mosey, and Marky G in the house. What's up, bro? Yo, yo. What's up? What's up? 266. Wild card, huh? Banger. Not a unexciting fight on that card at all. I love it when we get cards that are like as advertised. We get big names and they all kind of you know come up and put on a good performance. That was that was refreshing. Yeah, that main event was something else. Yeah. And I don't think that either of those lose credit in that fight. No. In fact, I think Volkanovski to me, if you're going to jump right into the main event, I think Volkanovski gained a lot of fans. At least he, a lot of respect. He, that's what he gained from me. He, get, he got a lot more respect from me than I usually give him. Yeah, I was, I was lukewarm on Volkanovski before this fight. I picked Ortega to win. Exactly. I picked Ortega to win by exactly how Volkanovski, I don't know how he didn't tap or how he didn't go out. But that's how I thought it would end up. I thought Ortega would catch him in a choke and finish him, but he got the guillotine in. It was deep. Transition to a triangle, which also he tried to go to an arm bar. He just couldn't couldn't finish. Yeah. I, I honestly went into this fight thinking that because of the ultimate fighter and the way that Volkanovski has been talking and everything, that he was going to come in there very emotional, very angry, and that was going to be his downfall, and T-City was going to hook up some kind of choke on him. But um, he did come in very angry and very emotional, but he used it the proper way. <laughs> <laughs> to prove his point and somehow beat death and not die from that choke where his head was yeah. a grape. Yeah, my man was purple. Um, I, like I said, I picked Ortega to, to win by submission and I thought I had that in the bag. But one thing that Volkanovski did show that I would say um, impressed me the most is this, he had Brian Ortega figured out. He was able to just beat him to the punch, and he had an answer for everything that Ortega was doing. So I, I give him a lot of respect for that and a lot of credit. He's um, obviously he's champion for a reason, and he's um, with every title defense that he's piling up, he's starting to build a case to be one of the best pound for pound. So I got to give him give him his respect where it's due. Uh, I picked against him, which I didn't think was a, I thought was a good idea. 
I thought Ortega was going to be hungry, come in there and take it. But hey, champion's a champion, man. And still. His resume is pretty nasty in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Isn't he on a 20 fight win streak or something like that? He's undefeated in the UFC. I know that for a fact. So does he have just too many wins or is he. Um, cause I know he hasn't lost yet in the UFC, right? Yeah, he's undefeated in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's showing. And then Shevchenko obviously just looked like the killer that she is versus Lauren Murphy. That was wow. Um, she was a big favorite. I think some sports books had her at as high as minus 1,800. So, yeah, you had to bet pretty heavy to make anything on this fight. To most people, this was a slam dunk. Like, basically, Lauren Murphy was just getting fed to Shevchenko. And that's kind of, that's what it looked like. The fight looked pretty much like that. Yeah, unfortunately for Lauren Mur- Murphy, it went exactly how most people expected it to go. You know, she was on the best win streak. She did deserve the title shot 100%, but unfortunately, that division just... They have a champion that's on another level, and they're nowhere near it, and it keeps getting shown over and over again. It does. Shevchenko just seems to be on another level. Like, she she seems to be... a. St- just she's not just the champion, but everybody else seems in that division just seems to be four to five levels below her. Because against each other, everybody everybody else in that division outside of fighting Shevchenko, the fights are competitive, yep, entertaining and competitive. But against Shevchenko, it's just like, how is she going to destroy her this time? That's all it is every time we see a Sevchenko fight, which I love watching it because her technique is flawless and beautiful. But she arguably, I mean, I would say right now, as, as far as active fighters, she's probably the most well-rounded active fighter. Period. Like she Men has and women, yeah, all of the skills, and she's not afraid to pull the trigger. She has killer instinct. If she hurts you, she'll put you away. She has the ability to one strike you, like we saw with the head kick versus Jessica I. And that ten string combo she put Lauren Murphy in looked like a fucking video game. That was like some Tekken shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can sing her praises all day. That Valentina, the Ice Queen Valentina is she's the truth, bro. I just respect the fact that as dominant as she is, she still has that fire, and her goal is actually to be more dominant than she has been. She wants to become untouchable. Yeah, really, really is it that you find someone that successful that hasn't eaten the cheese? You know what I mean? Like they don't believe their own bullshit. She's she wants to beat Amanda again. She wants to, or she wants to fight Amanda again. She's, she, she hasn't beaten Amanda yet, but she wants to fight Amanda Nunes again. You think they should do that at uh, 135 or 
something else. I've heard a couple people say that she that Shevchenko's the bigger star now and that she should make Amanda come down to her, but I don't think Nunez can make that weight. I think she could uh what what one thirty one thirty? Think they could do a catch weight fight? Yeah, I heard somebody mention that. Was it, it might have been like Chael Sonnen or Ariel? One of them mentioned doing a catchweight fight at 130. And I think that would be good, but I honestly think that Shevchenko can go back up to 135 and beat Amanda Nunes and become champ champ. That's ideal for me. Yeah, I see it at 135. I think um, Shevchenko can... She has the tools. And more importantly than that, she's hungry and wants it. So I'm 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 here for it. I think it'll be I think it's good. I like super fights. I've always been an advocate for people moving up to make that legacy fight. I'm I'm interested. You never know. Amanda Nunez might retire after her next one. She might. Shevchenko is calling her a coward though. She went on Arrow Hawani said that she's scared and doesn't really want that fight because she was gifted the last one by the judges. And knows that she actually lost. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's facts. And I think this is the perfect time because with uh, Nunez fight in Pena, that gives her just enough time to start building up a little bit more weight if she wants to, and be prepared for a 135s fight, which she was pretty dominant in 135 also when she was up there. Yes, she was. She, she. I mean, when I look back at her career, is, I mean, she only her two the two losses to Amanda. I mean, Amanda's obviously got more horsepower. She's a bigger fighter. But damn, that that matchup to me still is. I'm still intrigued, I, even though like it's not a true rivalry, given that one fighter has two victories. I'm I still want to see a third fight, the same as I still want to see a third fight between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky, even though, obviously, Volk has two wins, and it's, I still want to see that third fight. I think that's the same scenario with both those fights, is why it's interesting, though, because a good amount of the fan base will argue that Max Holloway won that fight. And a good amount of the fan base will argue that Shevchenko won that second fight also. So, they're interesting. I love them. I honestly think that both of those uh, trilogies are 1-1 right now, in my opinion, personally. Even though they do say 2-zip. I'm part of that fan base. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm part of that fan base for uh, Holloway winning that second fight. Mm Mm-hmm. I, 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 might, I, I might be the leader. I don't know. You might be the leader. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel like uh, both Max and Valentina won the second the, the, the second fight um, between both of their rematches. However, I'm just going off of the judges. I mean, the judges gave it to the other person, so I can't change history. Just like I thought Corey Sanhagen beat TJ Dillashaw. TJ got the nod, so I gotta give, gotta give him his due. Um, 
one thing that I was disappointed in, and I was worried about this in the lead up few days, was the Nick Diaz return. To uh, he didn't he didn't look like Nick Diaz to me, especially with watching him in open workouts. I didn't see anything that would make me that inspire confidence. Unfortunately for me, I made the bet before I saw that. So, and in watching the fight, damn, he he looked he looked noticeably slower. He didn't, and he just seemed disinterested at points too. And Robbie looked like he wanted all the smoke. Robbie came in there looking like that ruthless one that he made himself into. Like I was really impressed with Robbie Lawler, and very disappointed. In Nick Diaz, almost to the point where I think I don't, I don't say this because I'm like I don't want to put my input, my opinion on what I think someone should do with their career. But I wouldn't be sad if Nick Diaz didn't fight again. Personally, I'm in the opposite corner of that. Actually, this this fight leading up to it, I had some of the same concerns as you did, uh, just because. I know that Nick Diaz always talks about how he he doesn't love the fight game, whatever. But he seemed more disinterested in this one than he ever has. He seemed more like he was doing it for others, like the fans, just because they've been bugging him for so long to do it, or something along those lines, than he was doing it for himself just because he had a fire to fight. So yeah, I had those same concerns. But when the fight actually happened, two things happened for me. We got to see the old Robbie Lawler, which I've been missing since the Tyrone Woodley fight. I haven't seen that ruthless fire to fight in Robbie Lawler in so long, and I love to see it. And I want to see another fight with him. Do I think he's going to make a run for champion to be champion again? No. But he's got a lot of fun fights ahead of him, I think. And Nick Diaz, even though I didn't think that he... I agree with you. I don't think he wanted to be in that fight. The combinations that he was throwing, the crispness of his hands, and the technique that he was throwing in his boxing makes me excited to see if he could get a fight that he actually wants and wants to be there for, I think he will be fantastic. And I think he'll be competitive as hell. In my opinion. He said he should be fighting Usman, not Robbie Lawler. Maybe that'll put the fire under him. Let's be honest with you, boys. You see him going out of the first round against Usman? Yes. Yeah, he would be taken out pretty quickly. I'm not saying that he needs to be champion. (laughs) I mean, I'm a a big Diaz fan. I'm a fan of both the Diaz brothers, but I just didn't see anything. I mean, he, he had his moments where he had that Nick Diaz volume striking combinations, and it looked okay. It just didn't look sharp. It didn't look, to me, I didn't see the popping his punches and the crispness. I, in fact, Robbie Lawler pretty much walked through most of that like it was non-existent. And at, and at some points, later in the fight, it didn't last that long, but after after the first round, it seemed like Robbie didn't care. 
about what Nick Diaz was doing. He just walked him down and pretty much put him away. So I don't know, man. I I would if if he wants to get in there and make weight and actually fight at one seventy instead of one eighty five, come come in in shape, get back into the grind. I definitely welcome it. I like to see that. There's some good matchups that can be had for Nick Diaz. But I don't want to see this version that I saw last weekend. That's all. I just think that there could be some fun fights. I think Robbie and him could have some entertaining ones, no matter, depending on who they match him up with. They could set up a trilogy, honestly. With them two? Oh, I'd watch it if he wants to actually prepare for that one. Yeah, they could set up a trilogy. Yeah, I'm down for a trilogy. And, and the, the funny thing about it is they both TK knocked each other out, and it was similar punch. Similar punch. Yeah. Now, next on the list of this stack card, we got <clears throat> Curtis Blades and Jarzinho Rosenstrike in what appeared to be, at the outset, you got the classic striker versus grappling matchup. Um, Curtis was a favorite in this. Uh, I'm not sure, most odds. I had him. My the book that I saw and that I used had him at uh, minus one seventy when I got the bet in, and I feel like I got away with one there because I didn't see this fight going any different than it went. I pretty much thought that uh, Jarzinho would get wrestled to sleep because Curtis Blades for his. I mean, he got some knockout losses on his career. Obviously, Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. But other than that, he's been able to pretty much impose his will on every other heavyweight in the division. Is that his only losses? Those those three? The mm-hmm. two to Francis and then one to uh, Derek Lewis? So yeah, only three losses. Oh, he deserves to fight Stipe. Yeah. I mean... It's it, he. It was boring to some people who don't understand. I mean, I mean, look, it's not gonna all be complete slugfest, and especially when you have opposite skill sets. I mean, Jarzinho is pretty much known for his um, kickboxing ability, not his grappling. And look, Curtis took advantage of that and got the thirty twenty seven. So he's the best wrestler in the heavyweight division right now, isn't he? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty much consensus that he is. I mean, a close... the Second place is Stipe. Yeah. There really aren't very many wrestlers, period, or grapplers in the heavyweight division anymore. I mean, obviously you have, like, Olenek, but... He's more of a a submission guy than a pure wrestler. Like, he's not shooting power doubles and yeah, guys, you know what I mean. Like he's more of a, he got the Ezekiel choke, and he's more of that old school Russian sambo style where he'll put you down and didn't go for the finish, as opposed to a guy who's dragging you against the fence, taking you down and grounding pound. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He won the ticket against Stipe, but will Stipe take that fight? Probably not. He wants the uh, title, right? Or Stipe John wants the title or John Jones. 
One thing John Jones is being right now is this case. He ain't got nobody on the slate. Right um, now he's just fighting his wife. <laughs> exactly, this guy. Nah, he's uh, on the bonus stage in Street Fighter. <laughs> beating up cars and stuff. And he doing yeah. that too. Definitely he headbutted it. it. He headbutted. Yo, you, you want to jump right into that instead of finishing this um, recap? We do. We do one more. It's it's real easy. If Cynthia would have beat uh, Jessica Andrade, she would have been sacrificed to Shevchenko. But later. Andrade showed why she was a fucking championship caliber fighter. She still she was number one in the rankings heading into that fight. So I mean, she showed why. She, uh, I believe, said she wants the winner of Rose and Whaley. Correct. She thinks that her best chance of becoming a champion again is at one fifteen, not two twenty five or one twenty five. I agree with her. I do too, but that's a rough matchup either way down there too. I mean, I feel like this would do UFC 266 a huge disservice if we didn't talk about that crazy, crazy firefight between Mirab and Marvin, Mar- Marlon Marais. Oh, don't call it a comeback. That was insane. Yes. Like, I okay, so that's another fight that I picked. I had... Mirab, I thought that he would just run the storm of Marlon and take him down and beat him to sleep. Um, he wasn't the favorite either. You know that? No, I think Marlon was. Well, yeah, Mar- Marlon has the um, the name and some high pedigree. He has some crazy knockouts like that knockout. The way he knocked out all Joe was insane. When he, I mean that that roundhouse turned knee that sent all Joe into the shadow realm was sick. And he beat the he beat the shit out of Corey Saludo. Corey Saludo, Henry Saludo. <laughs> Corey Saludo. Now he beat the shit out of Henry for all that opening first round. Until, the round. until he gassed out. So that's kind of what I felt like this fight would look like. It would look similar to that. And it did. I mean, he had Mirab in, in bad shape. Luckily for him, the referee let him be a warrior. Keith Pearson, I guess, was a referee. He let Mirab be a warrior, and he turned into just that. Because that, that was a complete 180. It went from being a hammer, I mean, being, being mailed, I mean, being, he was getting smoked. To completely beating the shit out of Marlon Marais and taking that victory, man, that was that was great. He earned some yeah. fans, sure. One hundred percent. Marlon was obviously going to be the favorite when he's ranked number six versus number eleven at the time. But oh my god, that fight! Two hundred forty-six strikes from Marab. In two rounds. And it it wasn't like it was one-sided either. They both knocked each other down. They both were almost out. It One punch man just almost got it in that first round. Ooh, he almost had it. He almost had it. 
And then that that fight to me, like I said, I, I felt good about it going in. I was not. I mean, I felt my stomach sick. I had a pretty big bet on that one. I thought that was a slam dunk win for Mirab, but uh, yeah, I was a little nervous. <laughs> Marlon had me nervous. I didn't think he would have him hurt like that. Damn, man, he he came out straight. He meant business in that first, that opening two minutes. I think that's three or four in a row that he lost. Ooh, that's brutal. Uh, that probably explains why he dropped four spots instead of just one or two. Yeah. But Marab got five spots up all the way to that number six spot. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nasrat versus David Hooker. That was another really good one. I mean, if you, I give both of these guys credit for jumping through all those hoops, making weight, and then being able to even perform. They they came out and they put on a pretty good show. I mean, especially if you're a Dan Hooker fan, hint hint, wink wink, like I am. And I took Dan Hooker in that one, who's a favorite. He came out and he really just using range, kept. Uh, Nazareth from doing much besides back up against the fence, and um, he usually reached really well, good combinations. And one judge had it, uh, gave Dan Hooker a two, uh, 10 8 round, so he got the unanimous decision victory. But he looked great, I thought Dan Hooker looked strong. I mean, Nazareth had very few moments in that fight. I think he had a lot on his mind, man, just in general. Nazareth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said his uh, mother passed away. Right. Recently, before the fight. So. Yes, that's, that's, that's tough. You can't focus on something like that. It's even harder to focus when you're getting punched in the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It was a, it was a good. I mean, I thought I thought that card. I thought UFC two sixty six two sixty six from top to bottom, both the early prelims, the um, the prelims and the main event, entertainment through and through. I had a great time. I really enjoyed that one. It was probably the second best card of the year so far. It was strong. I would say uh, it can. It's it's in there. What, 261, maybe? Whichever one was the one in Jacksonville. That's my number one. Oh, yeah, that, that was there. there. That was two... Which one was that? 59? It was I'm in the 50s. Guessing. I'm just guessing. Okay. But, yeah, that was probably the best card. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really good one. That, was, that one was strong. Last note on 266, though. Shout out to my girl Roxanne for always being a warrior. Just saying. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was that was tough. She got uh kind of outclassed in that one. But she's like you said, she's always game. She's always gonna come in there and put and at least give it a hundred percent, which is all you can ask for. Two sixty two sixty one was the one in Jacksonville. That's what I wanted to say, but it sounded like it was too early. Like, like yeah, I well, didn't go low enough. Like so soon, right? 
261. Mm, mm, mm. Who would have thunk it? Who would have even thought about that one? What a night. Now, uh, John Jones, I just don't know, man. That guy, he needs, he needs a, I don't know if he was drunk or high or something, but he just needs to stay away from that stuff. He needs to stay away from Vegas, according to Dana White. This is tough because I'm definitely a huge John Jones fan from what he does in the cage. Outside the cage, I try to like separate the art from the artist, but he's making it really difficult. I mean, look, bro, like, I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't care about. I don't give a shit about you sniffing coke or partying and no shit like that. That that's that's your job, but I mean, that's your that's your life. But beating your girl, nah, bro, I can't get on board with that, and I can't. I can't support that. So, unfortunately, uh, this is one of the incidents where um, I'm hoping that he finds help because I want to see him compete at heavyweight. But at the same time, I'm more concerned with the family because that's tough to deal with. Like, you got, if you, if it's the report wasn't good, from what I heard, it wasn't good at all. It sounded like, that typical domestic situation where the wife's trying to cover for the husband, and that's not good. Um, Your kids were there, bro. You had three kids in that room watching this. Yeah, that's They're the ones that uh, told the people to call the cops on them. One of them did, yeah, yeah. I can't like it, bro. I'm like, fuck. It sucks because as much as I like John in the cage, that I can't. I, that's why I draw the line. That's that's bullshit. So, whatever demons he's fighting, I hope he can overcome it from a human being standpoint. I mean, I cheer for anybody to be able to overcome stuff that's anything that they're going through, but uh, wife beaters to me, bro, fuck all that. I mean, get help. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you did that literally a couple hours before that, you were at the Hall of Fame. You know, getting inducted, and you made a speech in one of the conferences saying that you were going to try to make more legal, controversial stuff happen for heavyweight to sell the fights. You said legal stuff, man, and then you, five hours later, you decide to beat your wife and get arrested? Come on now. What's wrong with you, man? I wonder what's going to happen. According to him, he's going to quit drinking. Oh, that's the start. He said he's going to quit drinking because his he has too many demons inside to handle the alcohol. The thing that worries me the most about that is I don't see much happening. Like, I don't see it him getting in much trouble at all. I mean, the... the, the uh, Domestic dispute was considered a misdemeanor because in the report it was a, allegedly she said that he just pulled he pulled her hair and that's not enough to warrant much as far as uh him being either locked up or 
punished any, any severely at all, which I think is the probably the worst thing that can happen because it's just going to be if he's going to slide if he slides with that, then it's not a situation where I feel like he can learn from it because if he could have, he would have already from all the other bullshit. Right, um, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say he keeps getting away with all of this. There's there's no repercussions for him after. Every single time he goes to court, he gets away with it. He he takes drugs, he gets away with it. There's no repercussions. You know, he knows if he loses his title, he goes and gets a title shot right afterwards. It there's no reason for him to change. Exactly. I mean, I think that that's one thing that a lot of fighters go through is hitting rock bottom. And whether that comes from losing to somebody else like losing to a fighter and then you realize that maybe you're not as good as you think you are and you got to change stuff. You got to eat that chunk of humble pie. He hasn't had to do that yet because he's beaten everybody in the ring, I mean, in the cage and outside of life, he's beaten some of these, these cases and some of these, um, these mishaps, even though he's been suspended and spent time away from it. Um, I don't think he's had any real help. And that's going to be tough because it's it, that's tough to face for anyone to just solve that on their own. It is not good. I don't think it's if, if it could have been done, it would have been done at this point. And obviously it is. It hasn't been. And then this other charge was him going off Street Fighter on the cop car. Now, to me, it said he headbutted the cop car and it caused a dent and damage. But you look at the mugshot, and this dude's face looked fine. So you tell me was he was Superman or some shit? Like that was the biggest charge. Was that? Was to be the fair? S- they said medium-sized dent, so it wasn't that big yeah, of a dent, and it was on the hood, which is very flexible. So I I can kind of see it, but yeah, what's wrong with the man? Right, but him headbutting the car is the biggest thing that can get him in trouble, as a, like as opposed to the from what the report was filed under. Now, it's it's like I said, it's, it's a sticky situation for for me. It puts me in a bad spot because I'm capable of separating the art from the artist, and I love the stuff that happened in the cage, but I can't support what happened out of that, especially outside of the cage. Especially in this incident, when it's just child, when it's spousal abuse, I can't get behind that at all. So I'm I'm stuck to where I, like, would I do I want to see Jones versus in versus anybody in heavyweight? Answer is yes. Do I want to see him get in trouble for what just happened? The answer is also yes. Because I want to see him like for real get help and change, and I don't think that's gonna come without any real consequences, which sucks because, I mean, dude, pretty tough line inside the cage. And outside the cage, you just can't get right. I almost feel like he probably needs to be one of those fighters that fights more often. Just takes whatever fights he can because it might keep him on a straighter path if he has something he has to focus on all the time. But then again, he's not challenged inside the cage most of the time either, so... I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, mm, 
tough. It's tough. Like I said, I am a fan, so for me, it's 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 tough. It's it's really tough to uh, to deal with because from a man from a human humanity standpoint, that's just that's some that's a shit way to live. The way he said he was uh, hoping to fight twenty twenty two first yeah. quarter or second quarter. Mm-hmm. I think he said second quarter twenty twenty two. Keeps getting pushed back every time they talk to him about it. I don't see that, but I just like I said, that not without the other stuff being solved. Mm-hmm. He's got to figure it out for himself before he uh, moves forward. Correct. Well, we can move on from this if y'all want. If you, yeah. you guys have anything uh, more to add to that, um, any- Nah, John Jones doesn't surprise nobody no more. Nah, not at all. We have some good fights coming up this weekend. We got um, Kyle Dawkins, Kevin Holland. We got the rematch in Bellator. The, uh, we got um, Douglas Lima and MVP2. And we also have Johnny Walker versus Tiago Santos in the light heavyweight division, UFC. That's three fights that I'm looking at as a better, and I am salivating. I like this. I like these bets. I like That's these. A brilliant uh, banger right there, man. Oh yeah. That's a classic one. Johnny Walker's opening up. He opened up as a plus one fifty. Dog on a lot of on a lot of sports books. Uh, right now I'm looking at it and he's plus one twenty five. I like this bet a lot. I like betting uh, Johnny Walker here, but I'm not gonna go max bet. So I usually recommend for fights where it's it could go either way. I would lean toward a half of a unit or just maybe one unit at the most. And if you're not familiar with betting terms, a unit would be your standard betting amount that you would place on one bet. So let's say, for instance, uh, you have a bankroll of $1,000. You would bet 1% of your bankroll, and that's one unit. That would be the equivalent of one unit. So if um, that'd be what? One percent, ten bucks, something like that, of a thousand. Um, I like Gary Walker for one unit, half a unit, depending on which which what number you get it at. At one twenty-five, I take a half a unit, and at one fifty, I take a full unit. I bet. Uh, I say like from from for instance, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a hundred on Johnny Walker in this one. You're taking that bet with for the odds, or just because you think Walker's going to win? I think I see wins for both fighters. I think this fight, this can be a a wild one. What I like more than the fight itself is the uh, over under, because the fight itself to me is a coin flip. I I can see Johnny Walker taking uh, Thiago Santos out in the second round. I can see him like. Kind of pulling it on and hurt, getting hurting Tiago, putting him away. 
But I can see Thiago Santos also knocking Johnny Walker the fuck out. This fight, to me, is just who's going to be able to land the cleaner shots first. That's going to be the tale of this fight, in my opinion. Because they both have a lot of power in different ways. Thiago has power in his hands. He can, he can hurt you. He got good kicks. He's good, he's good at being... Um, all, he's good at fighting off his back. Off with his cage, with his back to the cage. As we saw in that war he had with John Jones with two blown out knees. He was uh, able to fight well off his, off with his cage, back to the cage. Johnny Walker's really good in the clinch. Um, got good elbows, good Muay Thai skills. He's long, rangy. He's a big, really big 205-er. He has, he's probably the more dynamic striker of the two. And I would say Thiago's probably more well-rounded. So this fight, to me, in the fight, the fight standpoint itself, is a bit of a coin flip. But if, if, I, if, if I feel like it's a coin flip, I usually go with the dog. And that's why I'm going with uh, Thiago. I mean, with sorry, with Johnny Walker, because I feel like this is a coin flip overall. And he's a, you know, I don't have to pay juice. Yeah. So I'll go with the underdog here. And with um, the over/under set at at one and a half rounds, and it's uh, minus one fifteen across the board for both the over and the under. Which means, like I say, that's that speaks to the same thing. It's a coin flip. They feel like it could it could go either way. It could be a Quick knockout first round, which I can see that happening for sure. But I like the over. I think this fight will be uh, really methodical in the beginning because whenever you have two guys that can knock each other's block off, both of them are aware of that, and they usually take it easy. They they're very much more measured. So I like the over. I like Johnny Walker in over one and a half rounds, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Johnny Walker in over one and a half. The stuff he's been saying in the media is he sounds like he wants to win the fight smart, not some crazy stuff that he does. But you never know, man. This guy is wild. Yes, he is. And I uh, should and to note, I'm taking I'm not doing this as a parlay. These are two separate bets. I'm gonna take Johnny Walker for one unit and I'm gonna take the over for one unit. Shit, I like I like both these. Um, gonna have to pay a little bit of juice on the over, but I it makes I make up for it in the uh, twenty five that I get back from the uh, Johnny Walker being a dog. If you like Tiago Santos, he's minus one fifty five favorite in this fight. So, gotta pay a little juice. But if you think he gets, if he's gonna win, it's not it's not a bad number. Not a bad number at all. Any thoughts on that one, Mark? That one I honestly see. It could go either way, but I see Santos kind of walking through him. That's the way that I feel it's going to happen. I feel Johnny Walker's going to be a little... I don't know. He, in his last couple of fights, he's been either playful like he usually does, or he's tried to be more controlled and i don't know which one i like more i like to see him playful and all over the place because that's him that's his style i feel like he's more comfortable that way but you know that that leaves him open for some heavy shots and that's his weakness but i feel like when he's more calculated he's just not himself and he doesn't feel comfortable there 
So either way, I feel like Santos is just going to catch him. I'd say probably catch him in second round. So is this second your... round TKO. Okay, so you, you, this is your pick, though? You're going to take um, Santos? Yeah, I'm going to take Santos as my pick. You got a round, too, and method. I like it. So you got um, Santos second round TKO? Yep. All right, that's, that's, I'm mark that down. I'm going to mark that down. Yes. Uh, let me get a coin, bro. <laughs> Literally. All in the air. Okay, heads is uh, Santos, tails is Walker. Tails. Sorry, so, yeah. All right. Walker warmed right in. Yep. I don't know how he's going to win. I, just, I got him. I'm nervous in this one because, I, like I said, I got to win two coin flips. I, gotta, <laughs> I think it could be 50 50 for both the over under and 50 50 for the fight, but I'm leaning with the dog on this one. So. I'm going to lock in my Johnny Walker pick and lock in my over-under. How do you feel about the over-under, Mark? One and, one and a half rounds. One and a half rounds? Yep. Over. Like I said, I think... Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's right about where I think that it's going to end. Yeah. Right yeah. at that one and a half. It's kind of... I'm thinking, like, Yeah. I think he hurts him pretty good in the, the first round and probably finishes it off at the beginning of the second. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Under? Under. All right. Damn. Like, I think it, they got it right. I, I don't know. It's, it's too hard to call, man. It's a flip. Yeah, it is. It's too hard to call. Make, 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 a, make, make one. I mean, you're 50% right. 50% I, I, just go, I just go to the over. Over? All right, so we got to have the same exact pick on this one. I got, I got the over two because the over is what uh two minutes and twenty nine seconds. So two thirty one, two thirty one. I can see it happening, but I can see it ha- being over in the first thirty seconds. Right. Yeah, know? first I minute, but. I, I, yeah, I put it this way. Yeah, I would be surprised if this fight goes. It's it's a KO in the first round, but if it's Johnny Walker, I can see Santos knocking Johnny Walker out in the first though, for sure. So I like if you're picking Santos, I like the under. Yeah, if you're going that way, I like Santos in the under. If you're going that way, and that wouldn't be a bad parlay to put both of them together because you'll get better numbers. In fact, I'll tell you exactly what numbers you can get. If I'd you be shocked if this fight goes to the cards, I'd be shocked. I don't think it'll go to the cards either. I think some somebody's getting somebody's going night night for show. If it goes to the cards, I think Santos definitely wins. Really? Yeah. That's because- what. I used to question his cardio a lot until that John Jones fight. Oh, I just changed. Minus 110 now for the over-under. And Johnny Walker just went to plus 130 while Santos stayed the same at plus 150. Well, actually went down five. It's 155. Um, so let's say, let's say you... 
parlay these two together. You put um, Thiago, you take Thiago Santos in the under. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you get. You will be getting. Hmm. Interesting. Yikes. Getting some. Uh, come on, buddy. There we go. For whatever reason, I won't, won't let me type this in. Yeah. I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm not able to get this one. So, oh well. I'll have to figure that out later. But that should give you. Um, it definitely put you in the plus category, for sure. Adding those two in. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, oh, you guys ready to get into the Holland Dawkins fight? Yeah, we can get into that one. Um, Kevin Holland opens up. At, um, a lot of sports books have him at minus. 170. He's a decent little favorite. Uh, Kyle Dawkins plus 145. Kyle is the younger brother of Chris Dawkins, heavyweight fighter who fought on the last card. Got a pretty nice knockout. Um, I'll go into my pick in a second, but I'll tell you the over-under in this one is set at two and a half rounds. And the under is the underdog. So I guess this fight is expected to go over. The over is a favorite. The over is favorite by, at minus 155. What do you guys think? I'm going to go with my heart and go with Kevin Holland on this one. He needs a comeback story, and I think this is going to be it. You see him going over two and a half rounds? Yeah. Okay. So you like the uh, over and Kevin Holland? Mm-hmm. All right. We got that from Mark. Man, what do you think? I like Kevin Holland by knockout. Round oh, we got a method, too. Nice. Round two. So you like the under? Yeah. Kevin in the under? Yeah. What's it's two and a half? Two and a half. Damn. Yeah, over, right? No, I in the over. Yeah, I, I, I like Kevin Holland in this one too. Um this one to me. This is a this is a classic grappler grappler versus striker matchup. I don't know exactly how good Kyle Dawkins is at pure wrestling. I know he got most of his wins by submission, so I would assume he's a really good jiu-jitsu fighter. But I don't know how good he is at offensive wrestling. That's what makes me a little bit nervous and like, a little bit like. I would bet this, this would be a max bet for me um, if I didn't know. If I knew that, let's say if I knew for sure that Kyle wasn't a strong offensive wrestler, I would max bet Kevin Holland here. I would do three units because I think that his, I think, uh, like you said, he's, I think the stand up game, he's, he's far ahead 
And I think he will finish if he's able to keep this fight standing. But also, I know he's been working hard on his defensive wrestling skills, um, spending some time with DC and Johnny Hendricks. So, I like Kevin Holland in this one. The fact that I don't know a ton about Kyle Douglas, I know a little bit. I've seen maybe two of his fights. Um, I don't know a ton about his offensive wrestling ability. And I know this is a fight where he's going to want to get it to the ground. This is a, this is two contrasting styles. Both guys, Kevin wants to keep it standing. Kyle wants to get it to the ground. Who can implement their game plan? That's what it's going to come down to. I think Kevin will be able to keep it standing. But I just don't know for sure. So I'm just going to be, this is a one unit bet for me. As opposed to uh, if I knew more about Kyle. If I can do a little bit more research. I'm not going to submit this bet until fight day because I'm going to do some research on Kyle Dawkins and see exactly what kind of wrestling pedigree he has. Because this, this could be a, either a max bet or two bet, two, um, a max bet, a max unit, like three max or two units, depending on what I find out. But I like Kevin Holland in this one too. Uh, the over under two and a half, I, I don't like the over under at all. I'm not going to, I'm going to stay away from this completely. Love the over of one and a half. I would take the over of one and a half for sure. But two and a half, I, I don't like it at all. I mean, you know, it's a yeah. You know, because I feel like um, if I'm taking an under on two and a half, um, yeah. I mean, I think Kevin can 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 Kevin finish him in the first or second? Sure. But um, usually when you have these striker versus grappler competitions, it's um, both guys know what they're in for. So it's like they'll, they'll be a lot prepared. They'll have game plans. And usually game plans means longer fights. But how long? Holland did do well against a uh, good jujitsu guy. And he Holland's did finish him in belt, the first round. What's up? Kevin Holland's a black belt, doesn't he? Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. From Travis Luter? I think so. I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't check, though. I know, I know he trains Jiu-Jitsu with him. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% at all. I can't, I can't call that one. But remember, he knocked out uh, Jacare off his back. He did. That was an aging Jacare, though. But at the same time, I mean, his skills are what they are. I mean, his Jiu-Jitsu is nasty. It is. But didn't he get his arm broken? Jackery? Who broke his arm? Different fight, wasn't it? Was that Holland that broke his arm? It wasn't Holland. No, Holland knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, Jackery broke his arm in his last fight. Correct. His retirement fight. Well, wasn't supposed to be his retirement fight, but became his retirement fight. Who's the opponent? You You know? I don't remember, but that guy was speaking big game beforehand where he said he was better at jiu-jitsu than he was, and then Jacare was, which I was thinking was <laughs> some uh, uh, Andre Muniz. Andre Muniz. Okay. And Pano. Uh, Kevin Holland is a black belt. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. Ooh, so... 
And was it Travis Luter that gave him his black belt? Yep, under Travis Luter. Yeah. That's some good credentials right there. It makes me feel better about the matchup now. Because, I, I mean, at least... Look, I know Kyle... I mean, Kyle Dawkins is, Kyle Dawkins is clearly a submission ace. And there's, we know that there's levels to it when it comes to grappling the same way there is when it comes to striking. There's just levels to it. Um, being a black belt is one thing, but being a high-level finisher in MMA is a different thing. Like, you can have the credentials in the gym, but how does that fare for you in the cage? You know, that's, that's the most important thing. And we've seen Kevin Holland hurt a lot of people standing up. Yep. And Kyle Dawkins has finished a lot of guys inside of the cage. So I'm going to go with, I'm going I'm to keep my pick the same way. I'm like, I, 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 Kevin Holland, right now, as, we, as I make this recording, I'm, I like him for one unit. But that may change fight day, and I'm not going to put the bet in until Saturday. So, speaking of Saturday, we got another fight, and the last one on this for the bets, for as far as bets are concerned. We got uh, a rematch. The run back. Bellator. Uh, now, MVP gets a lot of shit for being a can crusher, but. Uh, can crushers. <laughs> he does. He has a very flashy style. Uh, super braggadocious, talks a lot of trash, puts guys away, cracking skulls, throwing pokeballs, all that. Um, trying to rap? I'm not a rapper. Super high fire. That's his line. I'm not a rapper. Not a rapper. But um, I think like. I, I feel like Douglas Lima is one of those guys who doesn't compete in the UFC who could and could be in the top five in the UFC. I think he can make it to the top five of the UFC's welterweight division. I think he's that good. Um, MVP, well, I think he could compete in the UFC as well. I don't know if he can crack the top five because he just hasn't faced the level of comp. And he, he got knocked out against the guy who I just said wouldn't be in the top five. But something about this fight, man, I feel like I just, I don't see it going the same way. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't think Diego will win. I think Diego still wins. Just not by knockout. I think he beats MVP again. Yeah, besides... uh. Lima, the only other really notable fighter he fought was Semtex, Paul Daly. Yeah, right. I was trying to go over his uh his fight record too and mm-hmm. nothing notable really on there. I mean he's not the finishes. The thing that I do like about MVP a lot is the guys he's supposed to beat and crush, he does crush them. Like he he embarrasses those guys who are below him. Uh, but he got knocked out in his step up. Because Lima is a, obviously that's a championship level fighter. So that's a, that's a matchup where you're going to get to prove it who you are. And I, look, I don't know, man. I, 
I like his style. I like MVP style. I think that he can cause some problems for a lot of fighters, especially when it comes to just pure stand-up. He can cause a lot of problems. He he made Paul he turned Paul Daly into a wrestler, so um part of me feels like this is gonna be more of the same though. I think that Lima still takes it. I don't know if he knocks him out again, but I, I like I like Lima. I think Lima will break him down. I think I just think Lima's the better overall fighter. I think and I think he has better overall stand up too. Like he's not as flashy, but He's extremely effective and very powerful. What's the uh, odds for this one? Let me look. Let me look it up real fast. You're not betting on it, right? Oh yeah, this 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 one um, goes into the no bet category for me. Um, <laughs> no bets. No bet. Yeah, yeah. If I did, like, like I said, I, I if I did bet, it would be like a half a unit. Or one unit. Uh, it depends on what the, uh, what the actual odds are. I, I can look them up, to be honest. Let me, I can check it out, though. Uh, let's see here. Lima, Lima versus... Uh, two? All right. All right, got yeah. the fight. Bellator really wants Michael Page to win, though. They they want this guy to be like their uh, poster boy, just because of uh, all the flashiness he brings when he fights. I don't disagree with them. They should want that. But okay. the simple fact is, he just doesn't have any names on wow. his record, None. except Lima, and we see how that went. And Cyborg, if you really want to throw that in. But the biggest thing that came out of that is he caved in his forehead. Yeah. Well, most yeah. most sites have, because I'm looking at uh, this, most sites have Douglas Lima as a dog. But it fights um, pretty much a flip. It's um, plus 105, minus 125. So it's basically a pick em. Some have it a little bit closer. Some have it minus 110, minus 120. That's what Bavada has. Five Dimes has it plus 105, minus 125 in favor of Michael Page. Uh, yeah, if, if I did, I didn't, I don't, I thought that Lima would be a, a big favorite. I was, I just, I, I didn't look this one up. I thought that Lima would be at least minus 270. So this, I changed my mind on that. I'm, I like Lima for a unit. If I'm gonna get Lima, if I can get, get Lima at plus one ten, I'll take him for one bet. Nice. Yeah, so Lima, wait, Lima's the underdog. There's a lot of sites that have him as a dog. Most of it's a flip. Now, saying that, okay, so sports bet has him at minus one hundred five, but they have um, MVP at minus one thirty three. My bookie. Has him at plus 105 and Michael Page at minus 125. The US is minus 110 and 120. So most sites have it really close. Shit, that's so, official now. What's up? My bad. I just I was I saw this earlier, but uh they just made it official official. 
Dan Hooker is going to fight Islam Makhachev at uh, October 30th. Nice. He In about a month, he's going to fight Islam. Woo! That's going to be a card. That's the Sanhedrin versus Jan, right? Mm-hmm. It's the free one. I believe it starts early. I like it. I, yeah, I changed my, my opinion on that one. I'm taking... I, I'm, I'm Douglas Lima for one, one um, unit. Because I, I, I like... This is a game. This, uh, this fight's according to the odds makers is a flip. It's even more of a flip than Santos and Walker. It's a closer. They got it. The number is like much closer. This so is a main event five round fight, right? I believe so. Hmm. I'm going to take Lima, but I don't know over under. Originally, if it was a three-round fight, I would say Lima by decision. But I don't know if it's going to last five. Yeah. You think think he finishes him again? Lima finishes uh, MVP? Yeah. That's a tough one for me because I don't, but I don't know about. If it goes five rounds, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I just. I think he can finish him in the fourth or fifth. I'm, I, I, I want to see MVP take that step, and you know, I think if he, if he's learned, if he's like you know learn from the previous fight, and he's able to come back and put on some show, show us something that we haven't seen yet. Then yeah, I'm all for it, but I'm not willing to bet that he has. I just think that uh, Lima's, I think Lima's the better fighter. Mm-hmm. And if I if I get the better fighter as an underdog, I'm taking it. I'll, I'll always take that. So in my opinion, I think um, he's a better overall fighter. So I'm taking it. I'm 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 gonna pencil that in. In fact, I'm gonna make that one. I'll take Lima for uh, one unit. So. So got Lima for one, Holland for one. You know what? I'm gonna move Holland to two. Given that um the wrestling, I mean I don't know the wrestling credentials, but I'll take Holland for two. And I'll take Johnny Walker for one. And the over one and a half rounds for one. So I got Johnny Walker, Kevin Holland. Got Johnny Walker the over one and a half round. For one, Johnny Walker for one unit, Kevin Holland for two units, and Douglas Lima for one unit. Um, you got any, Mark? What do you think? Are you, are you taking? Are you taking Lima or MVP? I'm taking Lima. All right. Mo. I like Lima by decision. All right. So we it's a clean sweep. We all got Lima. We all have Kevin Holland and Lone Wolf. Mark got Santos over uh, Johnny Walker. So give my man a hour. Got the Lone Wolf pick. We know, boom. We know the results come uh, Sunday. But um, right now, our picks are in. So let me circle this. Come back to it next show. Yep. Be interesting because this 
it's a good weekend of fights. It really is. Yeah. And we can keep a running tally of this. Like, we can do this. Um, we'll, we'll start off with the, we'll announce ourselves and the, our records um, and keep it updated for the whole, um, for the duration of this thing from, uh, for the next, you know, however many shows to come. So it's, I, saw, I like it. I feel, right now, I feel good about all these picks. But one thing we do know, MMA is a wild sport. Anything can happen. So I do encourage all you gamblers out there to gamble responsibly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would advise what the standard uh, practice would be uh, 1% of your bankroll. If you don't know what a bankroll is, that is the money you set aside for fighting only. You're not using the rent money. You ain't using the bill money. You ain't using the baby mama, the baby formula money, none of that. Set, set, set a little something aside. Use that only. Uh, 1% to 3% of that total. And let it rip. From there, spent responsibly. Anything else, fellas? Follow us on Twitter at uh, Ashy, what, Dash Knuckles MMA? Ashy underscore MMK. Ashy Knuckles, Ashy underscore Knuckles MMA. Or you can also follow us. I guess I, the moniker would be at MMA Ashy K. At MMA Ashy K. We'll be posting um, the numbers, our podcast dates, and the um, results on that page as well. So look out for us, Ashy Knuckle Faithful. Well, on that note, uh, Zip it up and zip, zip it out. out. Let's get- <laughs>